Hello and welcome to Lunch with PB and J. I am Ben. This yeah. is my wife Joy. That's well, me. We are PB and J, <laughs> and this is our podcast. <laughs> a podcast where we take scripture and we break it down in hopefully easier to understand little bits and bites. Yeah. And kind of we... go in a little deeper. That is our intention, in case you never knew what that was all <laughs> why we do this. And hopefully we inspire to read your Bible more. That is our intention, is we're just two normal, simple folk. <laughs> who just enjoy reading the Word of God because it's powerful, it's alive, it's living, it's active in our lives, and we uh, believe it's for all of us. Absolutely. So that's why we're here. Uh, hopefully that's why you're here, to learn a little bit more about God's Word with us, PB&J. So, Joy, we are coming almost to the end of Ephesians, so close <laughs> you can almost taste it. Do we want to tell them? In advance, how many we'll verses go ahead we're and, reading? We'll go ahead and tell you now, <laughs> despite what we said on our la- last episode, uh, we are not going to talk about the armor of God today. <laughs> we well, made we built it up pretty big that we were going to come in dressed in full armor. Yeah, no props or today. You were going to be dressed in full armor. Yeah. I don't know why. I, just you. <laughs> um, I can't find any armor to fit me. So, uh, so we're not going to get that far. We started into this little section here and realize there's a lot that just Mm -hmm. leads into the armor part. And so uh, we were talking about it earlier today and said, you know what? I think we're just going to do about three verses today. Yeah. It's starting to sound like my Sunday (laughs) sermon. I know, I was thinking that. Uh, So, but that's okay. This is what I I tell people all the time. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. And I I do. I think that kind of proves that. And you know, again, just like you said, we're ordinary people. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a teacher. I'm just somebody who wants to read and understand God's word. And so, if anything, this shows you that you don't need to read chapters and chapters and chapters. It is this. You can read three verses and really soak them in, and and it be mm-hmm. life changing. And I think it also. It, it again. It always points out what I like to point out is context. Right. And the armor of God is something we're all very familiar with. Yeah. Uh, and even the verses we're going to read today, we're probably very familiar with, but understanding them all in the context of where they are and the fact that they go together. Right. So it's like, okay, God's given us this armor. Why? Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the why, mm-hmm. and next week we'll talk about the what. Mm-hmm. Sounds How's good. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, then let's dive <laughs> into it, Joy. I'm just going to read the verses, then we'll go back and we'll talk about them okay. uh, a little bit. So. It says a final word. This is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 uh, to 13. And really, we're not even talking about 13. I'm just going to kind of give you a teaser to 13. So, you know what? I'm just going to read 10 to 12. (laughs) And then I'll read you 13 later because we're not really talking about it today. It says a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, and against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So, Joy, first question. Um, Was it weird reading it out of the New Living Translation for you? A little bit, yeah. This is one of your King James, isn't it? He's saying that because I grew up on King James and learned scripture, like memorized scripture verses for King James. So for me... This one's very different. The word. <laughs> I grew up on New King James. Yeah. Uh, but it was very different for me too, reading it out of the New so Living. So a lot book. of times, so when I, when I study for this, a lot of times I'll just have have like something open that literally shows all the translations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because, and I, I don't know, I encourage you guys when you're studying to do that because it's not that it's saying something different or wrong. It's just that, you know, how when you're trying to say something and you use these descriptive words, you know, one, they can mean the same thing, but one can be more impacting. Mm -hmm. And so I like to, you know, have them all open and kind of get it all, you know, when you're looking at all these translations. Sure. All right. Um, So, yeah. So let's go back to verse 10. Verse 10, uh, Paul says a final word. 
So in other words, he's getting ready to, because remember, Ephesians is a letter written to the mm-hmm. Christians in the city of Ephesus. Yeah. And so he's writing a letter. So this is, he's getting ready to conclude the letter. This mm-hmm. is kind of coming to the end of the letter. So that's why it's a, a final word. Mm-hmm. One last thing I need to tell you guys before I sign off here. He says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And really all that, what really stood out to me in, just, in this was just, he didn't say be strong in yourself. Right. He didn't say, be strong in your local church. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, be strong in your pastor. Be strong in other people. He said, be strong in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the, and then this is, again, the reason I'm, I'm we're taking a moment here, a little extra time and doing a, a dedicated episode to these three verses yeah. is just because this is a powerful, powerful point that illustrates why God has given us the armor of God. Mm-hmm. All right. And so he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And that that phrase, mighty power, it is, uh, the definition is a power that overcomes resistance. Mm-hmm. It refers to the power that was used in Christ's miracles. It refers to the inherent strength of God, or in other words, it is a supernatural right. power that is meant for supernatural battles. Yeah. I, like in, in, again, that's one little tiny verse. Um, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power, and yet, like I could just sit on that all day long because mm-hmm. it brings up so much things in me. So when I study, I tend to try to really reflect and say, okay, you know, I start asking myself questions <clears throat> when I study, and it's this question of where does my strength come from? Because we know. As Christians, we know, okay, our strength comes from God, and we have this answer that we give, and we give ourselves. But it is this thing of, um, so how does my life reflect that? Yeah. If my strength comes from God, does my life reflect that? Um, and the same thing you mentioned, because when we start to, um, you know, you know, put so much into, you know, the things that you just talked about, like all these other things that can be blessings, they're Mm -hmm. blessings, you know, your bank account, relationships, um, all these different things, our job, you know, education. So all these things that are blessings to us, but when we start to say, okay, that's my source, Mm -hmm. um, and we may know as Christians that it's not our source, but our lifestyle shows us Mm -hmm. how we live our lives shows where our strength is coming from, right? Um, so again, I think it's that reflection to say first and foremost of is there areas where my strength is coming from somewhere else where I'm looking for? And I feel like you can answer it because if you are experiencing like a lot of anxiety and stress and all these things, um, you know, that unrest, the opposite of peace, basically, mm-hmm. then you really, really can start to question, okay, where's my source? Right. Um, so by, I know I've said this example before this testimony before but back in 2020 we did a fast and um i don't know 2018 2019 it was 2019 is that how you say it but it was like this thing of where i was just stressing myself out. i felt that that's how did weird. you say it i was i was just gonna let it go she stopped and started laughing how else would you say it 2018 2019 i don't know it sounded weird <laughs> Anyway, he can edit that out. But it's this, <laughs> it's this thing where I was stressing myself out for that period of time. And then we went, when we went into that fast, I just began to pray and just reach out to God and um, just cry out to Him. And He gave me a, actually gave me a, a verse and a song. But it was this thing of like, Joy, you know, you are trying to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. You are trying to be strong on your own. And he gave me the word abide, like abide in me, um, because without him, right, we can do nothing. But it's this, um, basically, when you start to look at your life and you say, why am I stressed out? Why am I, what's going on with me? And you start to reflect and ask questions. You can really see, because I'm drawing from myself and I'm not really drawing from God. Mm -hmm. So going through that and just kind of redirecting where my strength was coming from, like, it was this amazing thing in my life. And what's kind of funny is God really prepared me for what was coming in 2020 yeah. um, because of just redirecting my source of strength. Um, so I think that's a, I think it's a good question to ask ourselves and periodically, because I don't think we should just say, oh, just because I'm a Christian, my strength comes from God. My strength mm-hmm. comes from Jesus. No, does my life reflect that? Yeah. Or am I 
you know, draw, trying to draw from all these other things that are just meant to be blessings, not mm-hmm. my source, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it says, be strong in the Lord. So again, not in yourself, in the Lord um, and in his mighty power. And that in his mighty power, like I just love that because it's, again, what you what you described is it just made me see that our power, our strength, like we do have abilities and we have strengths and we have all these things. And, you know, when I want to open a can of sauce, who do I give it to? I give it to you because you can open it. So we have abilities yeah. and we have strength and we have weaknesses. But this thing of like in the natural, we can only go so far. Right. We are only just so strong. And we're and this, you know, you worded it. It's a supernatural strength mm-hmm. and it doesn't have limits to it. And that's why we have to um, we have to come back to this verse and stay in his strength mm-hmm. um, because ours has limits. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to ask he's going to ask some things from us. It's not that we don't ever have um, a part to play, but it's this thing of you're going to come to the end of your own strength. You're going to come to the end of your emotional strength you're going to come to the end of your physical strength and you have to draw from god instead of yourself very much so because that's what it's going to go into next is you know uh, be strong in the lord and in his mighty power yeah and why is it important that we lean into this supernatural power Mm -hmm. well that's where we go in the very next verse he Mm -hmm. says put all of put on all of god's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil Mm -hmm. for we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen worlds so it's a supernatural battle that Mm -hmm. we're in um so again just pulling one verse at a time you know that next verse verse 11 put on all of god's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil Mm -hmm. and i think this is such a crucial um crucial thing for us to understand as believers is that the devil um or satan or lucifer whatever you want to call whatever name you want to give to him there and they're all the same entity all right um is is the fact that he has a strategy Mm -hmm. to work against you um and it's an it's important to understand because i think I, I, I don't I don't think we we think about this enough yeah uh, is that it's not it's not coincidence yeah the areas where you struggle in your life uh, and I'm not just even talking about temptations to sin and things like that I'm talking about um, you know things that that bother you circumstances in your life and, mm-hmm. and different things like that so just hardships that you face but and like our personality traits he knows our personality he knows your personality trait and so it's it's this thing of what works for others isn't always going to work for yeah. you and that goes on both sides of it he's not going to attack you the same way that he attacks right others and he's so it only makes sense that to the way to fight that fight is not mm-hmm. always going to be the same for you mm-hmm. as it is for others but there is a a strategy mm-hmm. and when we start to understand the language that Paul uses here mm-hmm. of going into you know in the next verse of going into that idea of warfare yeah going in and we talk about this in the church probably not as much as we should yeah. but the idea of spiritual warfare that yeah. that takes place um, you know one of the most important parts of any military campaign is the intelligence Mm-hmm. Military intelligence, they mm-hmm. call it, um, and this is, you know, it's 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 probably a bigger part than it ever has been. But from the beginning of time, there's always been. You you go back to the children of Israel. They sent in spies. They sent in spies. Yeah. Why? Because there was going they they were going to take the city, and so before they would take the city, they sent in spies to see yeah. what they were up against. Yeah. Right now we know how that turned out for them, <laughs> um, but the point is, is from that there's your first example of military intelligence. Mm-hmm. And throughout history and into today, intelligence is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. And you want to know who, what do I, what do we know about the enemy? Mm-hmm. Because what I know about the enemy is how I'm. It, it determines how I'm going to attack mm-hmm. and how I'm going to defend. Mm-hmm. And so the devil is looking for intelligence on you yeah. because he wants to know how to attack you. 
we need intelligence on Satan mm-hmm. because we need to know how to fight or who our enemy is. Right. We need to know. We need to be aware of who our enemy is so that we know how to defend mm-hmm. and how to fight against. And especially him. because we don't see our enemy with our physical eyes. Mm-hmm. We need to keep ourselves reminded that this is reality. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, because again, it's just when when we just get kind of, it's almost like you get, you just get blindsided. You're not blindsided, but you get, you just get focused on what, what you see right in front of you. Yeah. Right. But it is reality. And so we have to keep ourselves in that mindset mm-hmm. of we have an enemy. And this is, and, and this is such a crucial, and the reason I say this is such a crucial thing is because, um, Paul here really gives the instruction that we need to recognize who our enemy is because it's uh, it's not who you often think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people will often view their enemy as their spouse. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like, oh, my spouse is my enemy. But when you're having problems in your marriage, mm-hmm. you start to view your spouse as the enemy. This yeah. is the person that I'm fighting against. Yeah. We are fighting each other. Yeah. You're not fighting each other. Yeah. You're fighting an enemy that wants to divide your marriage. Right. And wants to divide your home right. when you're when you're arguing with your kids and you're fighting with your kids and it seems like you know there's this division your kids are pulling away you're not fighting against your yeah. kids you're fighting against again a spirit that wants to divide your home you know whether that's your parents if your siblings your boss mm-hmm. your employee political leaders are not our enemies <laughs> okay there is a spirit that is at work right and we can sit there and say we need to fight the government and yes let's fight for our rights and different things like that. But understand that there is a spiritual war that's happening. And as much as we need to do battle in the physical, there is an even greater, I would say, an even greater need to fight in the spiritual. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it says, so put on all the armor of God. Where am I at? Yeah, put on all the armor of God. So that, like that to me is an action that's a choice when mm-hmm. that word put on because i think it's easy to just look at god and say do everything for me you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna pray and i want you to do all these things for me and he provides so much we're about to see what he provides yeah but it's this thing of that first and foremost is an action put on mm-hmm. um because if you're going into battle and you choose not to put on a piece of the armor like that's on you. It was provided for you, so it's choice. That's first and foremost. Um, put on all the armor of God. I got kind of stuck up. St- stuck up. I'm not stuck. <laughs> Am I stuck up? I got kind of st- <laughs> another edit. Thank you very much. I got stuck on the word um, all this time around. Uh, just reading it and stuff. Put on all the armor of God. And, you know, at the title of it, and probably says it in, in your Bible too, but it says the whole armor of God. Oh. So you could say put on the whole armor. You could say put on all the armor. But I got kind of stuck on that because I see how, like, it speaks to this idea and understanding that there's a, like, there's a completeness that God offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, again, we won't go through it this week, but when we go through it and he lists everything, it's this thing of, like, you don't want to be missing any of it. Like, right. it's all very, very crucial. And, and again, just get, getting the visual of if we were literally in a battle physically and did not have a piece of our armor on and, you know, let's say it's our my chest plate and I don't have that on and someone hits me, they're not going to aim yeah. for my head. That's covered. They're not going to aim for, you know, they're going to aim for the part that's not covered. Mm-hmm. So it's just crucial. I got really... Um, focused on that word all put on all the armor of God Um, and then too in my little notes I just said you know don't show up to the fight naked (laughs) that's not as embarrassing for one but it's this thing of don't show up naked clothe yourself it's Mm -hmm. your choice to put this on and God has provided it for you Um, you look at the word armor God's armor so you know, again, it, it definitely speaks to this battle that, that we're in. And we know we're in a spiritual battle. But again, I don't think we always think about it. We just mm-hmm. get so caught up in, Jesus saved me, I'm going to heaven. You know, that's it. No, we are, we're in a battle. Yeah. And so it talks about God's armor. And it also, so I think about two things when it says God's armor. I think about his armor is different than I, what mine might be. Right. 
um, I might want to protect myself in more of a natural way. I might have a tendency to protect myself, but we 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 have to understand God has provided the spiritual armor we need. So do it His way. Mm-hmm. Don't do it your way or the natural way or the world's and way. I think that goes back to not recognizing who our enemy is. Right. And so when we don't recognize who our enemy is, we fight the wrong fight. Right, right. And so we fight or, or we defend with the wrong the armor. The wrong way, armor maybe, well. yeah. We It's kind of like we bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> I just felt like I had to get that in somewhere. You can edit that out too. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you think I edit these things. <laughs> I don't like movie references. But, um, so the, the God's armor, when you think about armor, what is armor for? Armor is for protection. Armor is also for, uh, you know, a weapon. So just understanding the language of put put on your protection. I have provided this for you. Um, put on your protection and, and use the weapons that I've given you. And then that last part, so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Mm-hmm. So again, I got caught up in the word all for all of God, God's mm-hmm. armor. But then I also looked at that and said all the strategy of the devil. And it may, it, it's this thing of like, uh, he, he's not stupid. Our enemy is not stupid. He is skilled at what he, he does. He's he's yeah. not good. He's not good. The devil's not good, but he's good at what he does. Right. Right. And so he, he I even looked up the the different translations and the words they use. It says, uh, you know, you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil, the schemes of the devil, the wiles. That's um, New King James, the wiles <laughs> of the devil, the tactics of the devil, the tricks of the devil, yeah. the deceit of the devil, like all those, again, it, all these mean the same thing, but it's this, um, gives you the imagery of he's got a lot of things up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is when we wear all the armor, we are protected from all his strategies. Yeah. So it's this wonderful thing. When you really think about it, it's this wonderful thing to what what that means to me in my Christian walk is the devil can't put anything. He can't do anything to me when mm-hmm. I'm using the armor of God. You know, you know, yeah. it's a powerful thing of um, I can stand firm against anything from the devil when I have on my armor. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. He can be have all kinds of tricks up his sleeves. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, going on, all my notes kind of blend blurred together, but uh, I think it's a good dividing point to read verse 12 then again. So we have these, we want to be able to stand firm against all the strategies mm-hmm. of the devil. The devil is our enemy. Yeah. He goes on verse 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. And I want to go maybe a little bit deeper than what maybe you have before, or maybe it's just a, a refresher or a reminder. Um, but again, like it's understanding that it is the devil that is our enemy. Yeah. Um, and he will use people yeah. and he will use circumstances to wage a spiritual war against us. But he is our enemy. Mm-hmm. He is our enemy. And until we realize it is him that that we are fighting, we will continue to fight wrong battles. Mm-hmm. We will continue in to, to fight against wrong battles in the wrong way. And so this is, I think, uh, I, I probably, especially when it comes to counseling, I probably quote these couple verses more than any other verses in the entire Bible Mm -hmm. because I I, I desperately want people to understand the fight that they're in. It is a spiritual war. And so there is an, it's understanding there is an unseen world that is, it's unseen, but it is fully felt. Yeah. We feel it. You may not always recognize that it is a spiritual thing that you're feeling, Mm -hmm. but you feel Feel the results of what's mm-hmm. being happened in this unseen world, and that is where truly the battle is being fought. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of you old school believers out there, <laughs> you're going to remember a book from the '90s. I just got finished reading it again, oh, yeah. um, but it, it's called "This Present Darkness." Frank Peretti, y'all remember? I feel like that, that was book. kind of one of the first books that on the scene that really, I don't know that. Yeah, it, it really spoke to, and, and it's a it's a work of fiction. It's a novel, um, but it 
I was telling Joy, like, as I finished reading, I was reminded of just how, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's a work of fiction, right? But I feel like it gives us this really good look at right. what is happening around us right. as you see people's natural lives and circumstances. But behind the scenes, you're also seeing what's happening in the spiritual. Right. If you've never read it before, I actually recommend you reading it to, mm -hmm. to kind of get a an under... I do think it gives a good understanding. How accurate it all is, I can't tell you. <laughs> but I, I want to I take that and I want to jump off on a little bit and show you some stuff from scripture of mm -hmm. why I think it is a fairly accurate portrayal mm -hmm. of of what goes on in our everyday lives. So you have the devil, you have Satan, all right? Um, it's important to understand that he is a, because as much as we need to understand the power of Satan, mm -hmm. we also re need to recognize that he is not God. Right. He is a created being. Yeah. The significance of that is that he had a beginning and he will have an end. Mm -hmm. His end has already been written. Mm -hmm. His destination has already been decided. Um, but it is important to know that he has a beginning mm -hmm. and he has an end. God, on the other hand, is eternal. Yeah. So there is a difference already. He is not all-knowing. Right. He is not eternal. Um, he cannot be present everywhere. And he is limited in his knowledge and in the activity that mm -hmm. he can take part in. Mm -hmm. um, so you might wonder, like, well, how does he accomplish so much in our world then? If he can't be everywhere all the time, how does he accomplish so much? It's because he's not working alone. Again, let's go back to Paul's verse here. Right. He says, we're fighting, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers yeah. and authorities. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, against evil spirits. Right. All right. Again, it's plural. And, you know, I don't know the verse right off the top of my head, but the verse that says that a third of the angels fell mm. with him. Right. Getting ahead of me. But Ooh, yes, it does say that. <laughs> that's exactly what it says. And so he's not. The point is, he's not working alone. Right. Right. So he has this horde of we would call them demons. You read it in the Bible as uh, evil spirits, demonic spirits uh, that are working on behalf of Satan. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and uh, Revelation 12, four is what Joy is just talking about where John uh, implies that about a third of the angels fell from heaven with Satan. Mm -hmm. uh, it is generally believed that this is the, the demonic horde that mm -hmm. is, is working in our world. There's other people that think it's different, but Generally speaking, that's that's pretty good indication that that's what what it is that mm -hmm. that's who's working with him, um, and then to give you this idea of um, against evil rulers and authorities in the unseen world, against evil spirits in heavenly places, uh, Daniel chapter ten. Mm -hmm. So in Jan Daniel chapter ten, uh, you have Daniel who's praying, he's seeking direction, answers from God. He fasts and prays for 21 days. It's where we get the Daniel fast from. It's where we get 21 days of prayer and fasting yeah. from. Daniel is praying and he's fasting. It takes 21 days. Finally, the messenger of God shows up and he says, <laughs> Daniel, God heard you from the moment that you started praying. Mm -hmm. God heard you and immediately dispatched me. He immediately sent me to bring you an answer. But he says, I have been doing battle. Mm -hmm with the prince of Persia mm -hmm. for 21 days. The prince of Persia is an evil ruler mm -hmm. over a an specific area. area. Right. And so we see that in, in that instance in Daniel. And so it gives us this idea of, again, a demonic ruler, yeah. a demonic spirit over an evil spirit over a certain territory mm -hmm. uh, in the New Testament. You have Jesus who uh, comes to an island and he confronts a man who is demon possessed. Mm -hmm. Jesus asks the man, who are you? Speaking to the demon that's mm -hmm. speaking to Jesus. Jesus says, who are you? And he says, we are called legion for we are many. And they recognize right away that Jesus is going to cast them out of this man. And the request that they make of Jesus is go ahead and cast us out of the man, right. but don't send us away from this area. area. Right. This is where they dwell. And you think, because you think about it, like even in our, we know we have assignments from God. Mm -hmm. We're his children. He gives us assignments. He gives us calling. 
you know, and then in the spiritual realm, there's assignments as yeah. well, right? And so this is a this is fascinating as you dive into this. And I know this may be beyond the scope of what some of you have ever thought about, but if it is, then just hear me out. All right, for others, you may have thought about this, heard about this, understand this already, but. Like this is why when you look across our world, you see in certain areas where there is a stronghold of a certain thing. There's a certain evil that takes place. For some, it's false religions. You know, we have religions in certain countries that have a stronghold in that area. If you bring it back into um, even North America, you have pockets where, you know, there's you go to this area and there's a high suicide rate. You go to this area and there's just a stronghold of education and and, and, and it's like just leading people away from the truth of God. And don't you think like we, we could testify to that from our own experiences because we used to travel, mm-hmm. um, you know, across the country mm-hmm. in certain places. And this is a true thing of you. You would go and when you, when you were praying for salvation over a certain town, let me tell you, like some of these places were a lot harder to break through than others. Yeah. And, I, and it speaks to what you're saying because they're strong. Yeah. And so you go, the nation of Haiti is a great example. We went on a mission trip to the nation of Haiti one time and, and they were giving us the history. And they said like 500 years ago, they, they basically, they dedicated that country to, uh, to Satan. Mm-hmm. And there is a stronghold. There is a, a, a high, um, uh, high prevalence of witchcraft right. and voodoo and all these other demonic religions that take place on the island and it's just it is one of the most heavily evangelized countries in the entire world and yet there's hardly there's very few christians that are there Mm -hmm. and it's because that there's a spirit that Mm -hmm. has a stronghold over that place and and understand this it doesn't mean that the work of god can't be done Mm -hmm. it just means to go back to the the statement of understanding your enemy yeah understanding that what's going on in the reality of your enemy and when you open your eyes to that it it gives you insight into how to fight against it so going back to daniel that was it as daniel was in babylon at the time Mm -hmm. which was part of which would become part of the persian empire and so who was he fighting? He was fighting the prince of Persia, right? right? And so it was the prince of that area, that territory that was trying to stop mm-hmm. uh, the God's messenger from getting to Daniel. Mm-hmm. And so you start to see these authorities and these principalities and, and these rulers over certain areas, but yeah. there's also different spirits. Mm-hmm. And so in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear right. and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So there is a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Now, when you hear that, you may just think, well, you know, I'm in good spirits. And we can chalk up spirit sometimes yeah. to an, yeah. like just the like attitude, attitude of person. We, yeah, God yeah. has not given us an attitude of fear. I think the more you read the Bible, you start to you understand that. that there is literally a spirit of fear that comes over people. Yeah, what did, I I forget exactly how this is worded. It was more off the cuff, but the the lady who the Jezebel mm-hmm. and she had a controlling spirit, right? Controlling Ahab and Jezebel, and that's a whole fascinating story to read. Yeah. Um, in First Timothy four one, it says, "Now the Spirit expressly says that in Latin." So that's talking about the Holy Spirit. I know that because it's a capital S. <laughs> Uh, now, the Holy Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits mm-hmm. and doctrines of demons. In 1 Kings 22, it talks about a lying spirit mm-hmm. being sent to King Ahab to lead him toward, that would eventually lead him towards his downfall. Mm-hmm. And so as you read through the Bible, you see that there are these individual Specific. spirits. And I think this is such an important point to understand because at times when it comes to praying through and doing spiritual battle mm-hmm. in our own lives or in the lives of our family and friends, mm-hmm. our, our city, our nation. Yeah. I think it's important to pray against specific, specific. spirits. And yeah. you go, well, that seems a little out there. It's in the Bible. Right. There's the spirit of fear, deceiving spirits, lying spirits. There's there, there's these spirits that exist, controlling spirits. But we may not know in the natural, right? When we mm-hmm. just looked at God, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what's going on. But this is why when we pray, we ask for wisdom mm-hmm. and believing God, give me wisdom to know how to pray. Yeah. Um, I can keep going or you can go. Well, so like in reading verse 12, uh, you know, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. And again, what he said, you're not you're not fighting human humanity. 
as much as it looks like humanity's fighting itself, we are not fighting humanity. We know it's a spiritual battle, but we have to remind ourselves of that. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. So that word unseen world made me think of the word, um, just this idea of other dimensions, right? It's very <laughs> popular right now, this whole quest. Multiverse. Multiverse. Um, Oh, like our movies, our movies are full of these other dimensions, right? And we get sucked into this and we think it's all, oh, and I mean, even to the point now where it's like, it's getting serious and you got NASA looking for other dimensions mm-hmm. and, you know, CERN over here looking for other, I don't know if anybody knows about that, but people looking for, to open up, you know, other dimensions, right? If you don't think the media influences what's actually going on <laughs> and what people are thinking in the world, then... There is a deceiving spirit yeah. that's talking to you. But yeah. it's, it's so fascinating to me that we 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 get on this mind of, oh, other dimensions. And yet the clarity of Paul right here saying, here's another dimension. Let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Let me give you some clarity of what's actually <clears throat> like a reality. This is reality. And there is another dimension, and it's a spiritual one. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that part of... Um, let's stop looking for out in space and let's realize that we're fighting here right now uh, just what he's describing. So that made me think when it says unseen world, mm-hmm. we don't see it with our eyes, but it doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah, It doesn't mean that it's not actually, um, that we're not fighting it. And another thing I just wanted to point out or think about is the perspective of, you know, he describes this um, all the, the we're not fighting each other, but we're fighting this, this enemy. And I feel like a perspective that a lot of Christians have is that so they have this perspective of, you know, I'm not like spiritual warfare scares them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we're talking about the armor of God. We're talking about being in a battle. And for a lot of people that would scare them. They would be like, I don't want anything to do with that. And so they have this mindset of, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really get involved with like the prayer warriors and the fasting and the this and that scares me because I think it conjures up images of like the exorcist and <laughs> and you know No, I really do. I think when we talk about spiritual warfare yeah. and doing battle with the devil. Yeah. Like I really do. I think that's why a lot of Christians shy away from it is right. it conjures up these images again that come from entertainment but we in the allow world and, and we, things like that. we allow it to like it, if i think about it or i i get involved in this spiritual warfare because it's not even that i don't think people believe in it mm-hmm. it's more that they don't want to get involved in it i'm talking about christians i'm not talking about the world but christians say well i'm going to leave that to you know people who are more interested in that or, mm-hmm. or other christians but the reality is like we're all enlisted in this battle. Yeah. It's not, it's, if you are a part of the body of Christ, if you're a believer, then you are a part of this battle, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, I think a perspective that we need to change is, is understanding first and foremost is not optional. You can't opt out. That's of why it. God gave us armor. Right. <laughs> right. And it's not like your enemy goes, okay, I'm going after the, I'm going after the pastor. Cause I know he can deal with spiritual warfare, but you know, this person over here, oh, they don't have any armor on. They're not interested in spiritual warfare. They don't pray. That, um, they're neutral. They're Yeah. It's not, that's <laughs> yeah. not how it works. So I think that's a perspective that we need to kind of be aware of mm-hmm. and just guard ourselves from that and understand. Um, now, does it mean you're going to know every single thing and, and, and know how to pray and know every single thing? No, but you don't need to hide from it. Yeah. You you need to start asking God for wisdom of how do I fight the spiritual battle instead of saying, I'm just too scared of this. I'm going to hide in the corner and wait it all out. Mm-hmm. You're in the battle. Yeah. You know. And and if I if I can, like I, I know normally what we do is just kind of pull apart the verses and t- kind of tell you. Yeah. I, I really felt like because just what Joy is saying, I feel like this is such an important thing for us to understand that we're, we're all in the fight. Mm-hmm. We're all in the battle, and I think it's why this is such an important, I feel like this is such an important passage. These three verses are so important yeah. for us to understand um, is because you are in it. Yeah. And whether you realize it or not, you're already fighting the battle. Right. It's just a matter of whether or not you're prepared for it. Right. You're fighting it whether you want. You've been drafted into the army. Yeah. All right. You've been drafted into the war. It's at your doorstep. 
whether you want it to be or not. Mm -hmm. So it's really just a matter of whether or not. Because a lot of people feel scared once they start praying that they think that's when the devil will actually attack them. Right. Is when they're praying. But here's what we need to be scared of is not wearing the armor. Mm -hmm. It has not. It doesn't have anything to do with getting involved in the battle. It has to do. Are you wearing your armor? And if we want to, because what can happen is we can kind of. Just tune a deaf ear to all of this yeah. and just go, okay, they're talking about some weird stuff now <laughs> and maybe we don't, maybe I don't want to be a part of all of this. So then what happens, and this is going to bring it all full circle, what happens is you start fighting the wrong battles yeah. and you start fighting it in the wrong way. And and we and this is why people will stay locked in the same struggles mm-hmm. is because they're just oftentimes you're waiting because we think our battles against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. And so the reason we stay locked in the same place is because we're waiting on a person Mm -hmm. to change. We're waiting on a person to do something. We're waiting on a circumstance, a a situation. And I think one of the the clearest areas, I'm just going to touch on this one because I think it's one of the clearest examples is in the area of unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, someone has hurt us somehow. Mm -hmm. We've been hurt by something. And listen, the hurt is real. What they did really happened. It was brutal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it was intentional. Maybe it was unintentional. Maybe it was a betrayal. Whatever whatever the case may be. And I've just watched so many people just kind of their lives, honestly, their whole lives, kind of spiral out of control and get further and further and further away from healing because they're waiting for a person to make it right. Mm-hmm. And and often and what's amazing is when you talk to somebody and go, "Well, what could they do to make it right?" A lot of times they can't they can't really say. Yeah. Cuz they might say, "Well, I want them to apologize." And then that person apologizes and they go, "Well, I want them to mean it." And they still don't get what they want. Or inside. or you know, they, they think that's they think they know what's going to make them feel better, but then when it happens it doesn't make them feel better yeah. or they, they, that person never apologizes. There's a, a guy that I counseled one time and, um, he just had all this hurt and all this anger towards his father and it had led to a life that spiraled out of control. He ended up as a drug addict. And so I was kind of, I was a part of his life while he was going through recovery mm-hmm. and doing counseling with them and, and just bringing him closer to Jesus. And we had this discussion and I'm like, dude, you gotta forgive him. Yeah. And he's like, but he's dead. And it's just like he spent his whole life, and and I mean, he was an older man uh, at the time, and it's like he'd spent his whole life waiting for his dad to apologize, and then his dad died, and so he's left just trying to drown the hurt and the pain, and he did it in drugs and alcohol, and... You know, as we talked about, he, he, we talked and we prayed together and he came back a couple weeks later and he said, uh, and you could just see a difference in him. And I said, dude, what's going on? And he said, man, I, I just, he said, I, I went to the cemetery. He said, I went to my father's grave and I forgave him. Mm-hmm. And he said, the moment I forgave him, it was like this weight mm-hmm. lifted off of my shoulders. Why? Because it was never about his dad. It was about this spirit of bitterness and anger and, and but if hurt. But all of a sudden we were able to just rip back the cover into that other dimension, mm-hmm. we would see that that's a victory that just happened mm-hmm. in the spiritual. Absolutely. Because the battle wasn't with his dad. It was a, I believe that there are spirits of division yeah. and anger and bitterness and offense and unforgiveness. And it's like this little, that little voice in the back of your head that says, stay hurt, stay yeah angry stay bitter the battle is with the spirit that deceives you into thinking that you can't heal without that other person doing something you know and that's that lying spirit and so our battle is not with flesh and blood enemies but with these rulers and authorities Mm -hmm. in the unseen and while i was studying for this i love a line i read one commentator um kind of drew it back to an old testament battle Mm -hmm. and and there's a verse in in first kings 22 31 and there's this line i've never it's just interesting to see it in this context, but there's a line, they're going into a battle and the instruction that's given is fight neither with small nor great, save only with the king. Hmm. And what when what they were saying is don't, when we go into battle, don't worry about the little people that can't swing the tides of the nation, Don't that, that can't change the course of the war. Look for the king and take out the king. Yeah. 
We're going after the king, yeah. right? And that's what Paul is talking about. That the, There's only one enemy whose defeat will result in your victory. Mm-hmm. You can kill all the little all the little people as much as you want, but until the king is destroyed, you won't have It makes me think about the terminology. Have y'all ever heard where you say, take the head of the snake off? Cut the, yeah. Cut the cut, head off. Cut the head off the snake. Because what's die. controlling it? Yeah. What is causing these problems in my life? What's causing this division? It is the spirit of division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we definitely, we, we, we argue with people and we, we fight and tussle with people and all those things, but until you cut the head of the snake, mm-hmm. right? And it's interesting because what is the devil referred to? And he's referred to as a serpent of old. Isn't it amazing? And so, you know, one more important point, uh, and then and then we'll 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 wrap it up for for this week. But um, we as a church can can sometimes um, tend to make light of how much strength that Satan has in in this fight against us. Yeah. And listen, we have victory in Jesus. It's like it either, it either swings one way yeah. too much or the other way. Yeah, we, we, we can make, uh, you know, the battle has been won. Mm-hmm. Satan was defeated on the cross. Mm-hmm. His destination has already been decided. And so sometimes we can use all of that information and we can trivialize how much of an effect the devil still has in this world and in yeah. our lives. And we can make light of spiritual things and darkness in this world. But there's a reason that the Bible compares Satan to a, a serpent, to a, a, a lion, mm-hmm. to a dragon. Mm-hmm. He's vicious. Mm-hmm. He goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. may devour. The book of Job shows us that he goes in and he takes Job's home. Mm-hmm. He takes his wealth. He takes his health. He takes his friends. He takes his kids. He takes everything mm-hmm. except for that away from wife. Job, except for that <laughs> nagging wife, right? Which he left in place for a reason. Um, Jesus called Satan a thief who comes to steal, to okay. kill, and to destroy. All the words that Joy used, I have. He's described as wise, subtle, crafty, mm-hmm. deceiving, mm-hmm. wily, like that coyote. Wily. All right. And then there's this one. All right, because that all sounds horrible and mm-hmm. wicked and evil and like, oh, I'm going to see him coming because of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then you have Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. Yeah. It says even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Right. Now this is where it gets interesting. Don't worry, I'm almost done. <laughs> Not everything Satan attacks us with presents as evil. Right. Not every, not, Satan just won't come at you with bad things to destroy yeah. your life. Sometimes he'll give you everything you want. Mm-hmm. He'll give you everything you could ever desire. Well, think about the devil coming in tempting Jesus and saying, I'll give you... I'll give you the world. The world. I'll give you the world. Yeah, I'll give you some bread. You're hungry. Yeah. So sometimes he comes as an angel of light Mm -hmm. and he'll give us everything we ever wanted, everything we ever desired. That's strategy, right? That's strategy. And that's a strategy because it lulls you into this false sense of security. Yeah. I don't need God. Yeah. You know, this is why some people view religion as a crutch because it's like it's only for the weak and the poor. You know, as long as I have security in in all my things and I listen, I have power, I have authority, I have all of these things. He comes in the form of other religions, right? He comes in the form of false teachings that sound good. But in the end, they're, they're lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will give you everything you ever thought you wanted and will just distract you from what you really need, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Which is why Jesus said in Mark 8, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Mm-hmm. And so it's not just about defending ourselves against the attack of the evil yeah. in our lives. And the some bad of that's things, very obvious. And that's all very obvious. But we also need to recognize that sometimes he comes as an angel of light. Yeah. And this is what this is how subtle it can be, is that... Um, you know, oftentimes the the only time we show up in church, the only time we sh- we open up our Bibles, the only time we pray is mm-hmm. when everything goes bad. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes Satan will let everything be good. Mm-hmm. He'll let everything seem like it's peaceful mm-hmm. because as long as everything's peaceful, he knows you won't open that Bible. Yeah. You're not going to hit your knees and go to prayer. You're not going to call on a, a on a fellow believer for advice and encouragement because you don't need it because everything's going great. And as long as everything's going great, God is just kind of back here on the back burner. Yeah. And that is in those moments that Satan sometimes comes as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. Everything is good. Everything's perfect. You don't need God right now because you have everything you need. Showing how we have to stay humble and stay in his word mm-hmm. and stay in that place that we don't um, we don't we don't get deceived. Yeah. Right. 
And so we are in the fight. We're in the fight. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to be or not, all right, you're fighting. You just may not realize you're fighting yet, but you are wrestling. He said, we wrestle. Mm -hmm. We wrestle. Mm -hmm. It's all of us. And in using that armor and being, how do I, if I say this word right, the offensive and defensive, mm -hmm. you know, part of that armor, that's not what's dangerous. Yeah. You know, so as a Christian, don't have the perspective of being scared of spiritual warfare. Again, we're saying it, you're already in it. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared of that. Be scared of not putting on that armor. Like, mm -hmm. check yourself and be scared of that. And then just to leave with, like, because um, it, it, it's heavy. Those verses are heavy because we haven't gotten to the armor yet and the, the good stuff. But it's heavy. But, like, we have to remember Jesus' words to Peter where he says, Upon this rock I will build my church. So, so the church is in a battle. The church is in a spiritual battle. But Jesus is the one building the church. He's the one that's providing for the church. And the powers of hell will not conquer it. You know, and this is the reality of when we put ourselves in line with Jesus when we when we get when we have strength coming from him. Mm -hmm. It's not me. Hey God, I can't do this. I need your strength when he's our source. We have nothing to fear. The powers of hell can't conquer it. Like and that's you know that verse about the spiritual darkness and and all these things. That's heavy. Yeah, okay. That's that's reality. That's heavy. But we need to choose to say I'm not going to turn a blind eye to that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see that and I'm not going to be fearful because Upon this rock, Jesus is building his church. He's mm -hmm. using us, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So there's nothing to fear yeah. as long as we're arming ourselves. Yeah. And we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, And I think that's why the reason we wanted to spend so much time on these couple of verses is because sometimes I think we can view the armor as just, oh, cool, look at our shiny armor. <laughs> the armor is meant to be used. Yes. It's meant to be used because we're fighting. And so God has provided this armor because we're already in it. Yeah. And so he's given us these things. And so, yeah, I could keep going. I'm not going to because you get it, hopefully. Look at the time. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm passionate about it because I believe that that we just, like Joy said, I, I think sometimes we avoid it. Yeah. Thinking we can avoid it. Yeah. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is you're already fighting it. Yeah. Or you're already in it. Yeah. But maybe you aren't fighting because you don't think you are. Yeah. All right. So we wrestle. But it's not against what we think we're wrestling about sometimes. All right, let's go. Joy's going to start fighting me. <laughs> no. Come on, just shut up. No. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being with us. Hey, listen, um, if you haven't done so already, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast uh, there on YouTube if you're watching or follow us wherever you're listening to this right now. And what would really help is if you shared it with somebody. I think this is one of the most important topics that we could possibly talk about because it is relevant and it doesn't matter who you are, where you are in the world. It doesn't matter uh, how long you've been a Christian. The yeah. fact of the matter is, is there is a spiritual war that's happening and we as believers in Jesus need to wake up and realize we're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is a great episode for you. If you've never shared one before, I think this is the one to start sharing. And next week, uh, next week's going to be awesome because <laughs> Joy's going to be dressed in her. <laughs> She's not. I'm just right. bringing one prop. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, do that. If you got any questions about what we've talked about today, if you'd like to uh, any clarity on anything, we'd love for you to contact us. You can direct message us on social medias uh, or email us at lunchwithpbnj at gmail.com. Uh, until next time, thanks for watching, listening, sharing, following, subscribing, all those things. And we will thanks see you next week. Thank Bible. you for reading your Bible with us. <laughs> and we'll see you next week on Lunch with PB&J. Bye, guys.